What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode one of this show, which actually has no name yet. That's okay. That's okay. We're gonna we'll figure out a name soon. But um, yeah, welcome to episode one of this thing. Um, so we are recording from Mouth Media Network Studios in New York City, which is powered by Sennheiser. Now, Mouth Media Networks is the leading podcast network covering all things business and lifestyle. And that's exactly what we're gonna be talking about on this show, your lifestyle. My name is Philip Kasumu, I'm a health enthusiast, bit of an expert, and I'm gonna to talk to you about everything I know, and I'm gonna be the host <laughs> of the show. I'm also joined by the lovely Michelle. Hello. Hi, Michelle. How are you? You wanna tell everyone who you are? So, hi, <laughs> I'm Michelle. Um, Michelle Grader, I'm a registered dietitian based out of New York City. Um, so I help people every day try and eat healthier and live better lives to improve their health and lifestyle. Nice, that was, yeah. that was nice and concise, very modest. Yeah. So like I said, this is episode one of this show and we don't really know what's gonna happen, but we're gonna just you know talk about all things health um, and see where the conversation goes. So we really want to bring a lot of value to the to you guys and just kind of figure out what's the best way to live, to eat better, to train, to sleep, like everything to do about health and wellness. We want to try and cover that in this show. Um, and yeah, we just really want to see where this goes. I think we're going to kind of open people's eyes to some of the most popular fad diets these days, yeah, that's educate good. some people, yeah. and really empower everyone to like know how to make the right choices with their life. Wanna get into it? Yeah. Let's get into it. So, what's on topic for today? So today, we are going to be talking about some of the most popular fad diets that have been really buzzing around the past, like I would say year or two. Okay. So just to give everyone a heads up, the three main ones we'll be talking about today are the ketogenic diet. Ooh. Yeah. Um, High fat, low carb, we'll get into it. Whole 30, which oh as God. Phil was just telling I hate me, that. I hate that diet. But voted <laughs> one of the worst diets. Literally, th number 38 out of 38 diets. I mean, it doesn't get lower than that. Yes. And the ever so trendy gluten free diet for people that are not celiac. Just putting that out there, we are not talking about people <laughs> we'll, that we'll have get into, We're going to get into allergies. that. We're going to get into that because I don't feel like a lot of people actually know, like, the, the reason why someone would go gluten-free. Yeah, but so we'll we'll give we'll everyone a little background when we talk about it so we're not just like bashing on these diets. We're giving actual information from like my professional standpoint, Phil's standpoint, and truly get you guys to understand what the diet is and some of the problems associated with it. Yeah. Or them, but just a little heads up, the things that all three of these diets have in common are that they are fad diets. They're not necessarily lifestyle changes, mm -hmm. which we like to promote. Yeah. I think when it comes to any kind of diet, quote unquote diet, there's always a beginning and an end. And yeah. that's like my biggest issue with right. diets. So basically this show is just going to be about me complaining about everything that happens inside <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to healthy eating Great. i'm just going to be complaining i'm just going to be complaining about everything i see so welcome to the complaining show. Welcome maybe to, that's what we'll yeah, call it yeah let's just call it the complaining show <laughs> philip's bed bugs Phil, philip's phil's whining hour <laughs> yeah okay so the ketogenic diet all right the keto diet keto diet so what is the keto diet like break it down okay. for me so 
The keto diet is based off of eating very low carb, meaning usually less than like 50 to 25 grams per day, depending how active you are, your life, blah, blah, blah. Um, so very low carb, mm. very high in fat, and just like moderate amounts of protein. So the reasoning behind that madness is <laughs> um, just that basically you're getting your body to shift its main energy source from carbohydrates to burning fat. Which means that's ketosis. You want to get ketosis, to- yes. Exactly. So basically your body is running on what we call ketones as opposed to glucose, which is our easily ready, ready, readily available get source yeah. of energy. Okay. So um, <laughs> that's what basically the premises of it is. So... Do you want to get started with why you don't I mean, enjoy it, or I, do you want me to? I want to know, like, so why would someone decide that, hey, keto is, a, is the best solution for yeah. me? Yeah. So keto can be easily adopted to a lot of people's lifestyles, okay. which I think is why a lot of people, especially men, kind of enjoy it, because the whole premise behind it is this beautiful, like, slap butter on everything <laughs> just have a ton of bacon yeah, steak oh, like yeah. all the high fat yeah. things like people just love the thought of that because for so long it was just like low fat this low fat that use margarine no butter and so now people are like i could slap butter on bacon and like oh wrap it in a steak and that's good for me like that'll <laughs> help me lose weight so people love that yeah it might be good for you, but it might actually give you a heart attack eventually. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also people, I think, love the idea of like, for so long also, people always promoted you should have breakfast and it's the healthiest meal of the day, whereas a lot of people in keto land um, are doing like intermittent fasting or they're having bulletproof coffee in the morning, which is basically just butter, coconut oil, fats mixed in with coffee. It tastes really good, but is has zero nutrients in terms of vitamins, minerals, things like that in it. So So the, the keto diet actually has been around for like nearly a hundred years. Yeah. So yeah. really old diet and it went away for a while. It didn't get that much publicity because of, you know, the war on fat for so long right. by the media. The Everyone's 90s. Like, fat is gonna kill you mm-hmm. which is obviously not the case. Right. So but now it's come back, it's reemerged, you know? Yes. And there's a huge following on it on like Reddit and Guys just love this diet. Yeah, like Dave Asprey's Bulletproof. Like It's crazy. Yeah. So what's some of the issues with keto? Yeah, so there's quite a few issues with it. Um, I do have to say, in theory, it works for a lot of people for a short amount of time. Um, but the issue is that people are cutting out a lot of really essential nutrients with it. So, like yes, the carbohydrates. Like carbohydrates, which usually equates to fiber yeah so the ketogenic diet is very low in fiber a lot of people suffer then from constipation i'll say it and um (laughs) they suffer from like constipation maybe some bloating issues Mm -hmm. but you know you're shedding away a lot of your healthy gut lining that you need the fibers and things like that so they're also cutting out a lot of fruits which eliminates then a lot of vitamins and minerals and you know even some of the high carb vegetables kale has more carbs in it than spinach so a lot of enthusiasts will be like oh i can't have kale it's too many carbs oh my goodness and it's just like who who says you can't have kale who says you can't have kale right so the diet itself 
from a dietitian standpoint is just that it's so low in a lot of essential vitamins and minerals that we get from some carbs, but also a lot of just plants that are naturally higher in carbohydrates. And my issue with the keto diet is that, like you said, it it negates carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. And like, when you're thinking about the macronutrients, you know, macro, what does macro mean? It means the three pillars. Right. Carbohydrates, proteins, fats. If you eliminate any of these, you're incomplete. Right, something's gonna fall. (laughs) Something's gonna fall. You cannot substitute fats for carbohydrates. You can't substitute protein for fats. Like if I said, oh, just cut all your protein out and Mm -hmm. have a fat and carbohydrate diet, you'll be fine. You'd be like, that's ridiculous. So why do you think it's acceptable to do the same for carbohydrates? It's crazy. People just love cutting things out. People love to cut stuff out and they want to see fast results and they'll see the fast results and then and then then it's back to square one unless you're going to live that all your life yes and i don't advise anyone to do that and that's another point is that with the ketogenic diet um if you do follow it completely that it is so low carb it does also take a turn for long-term consequences like i said with gut health um People that have done long-term ketogenic diets suffer from more food allergies when they start adding some food back to them because, like I said, they've gone so long without specific nutrients. It also can affect your thyroid and other hormones. So although women tend to have more um, thyroid issues, men can also get hypothyroid, which means that you're more susceptible to gaining weight easier. You can have more autoimmune issues, yeah. things like that. So there's Talk a bit a lot more of... about the thyroid. So, like, okay. explain to someone who doesn't know what, like, why would they, why would they care about that? Yeah. So our thyroid is secretes hormones that helps, you know, regulate our entire bodies. Yeah. It does affect the way we metabolize nutrients along with our weight. So if you're hypothyroid, your thyroid is slower. So those type of people tend to gain weight easier, they feel more sluggish and tired, things like that. If you have hyperthyroid, those are the kinds of people that can eat so much food but for the life of them can't gain weight. Mm -hmm. Um, Both have a lot of, I don't wanna say a lot of negative consequences, but both aren't the best. You need medications like Synthroid to replace the hormones Mm -hmm. that your thyroid can't make. So it's like you go on this diet, you could, you know, be trying to live your healthy life, but in the end you might end up doing more damage, having to take synthetic hormones and things like that. So, and yeah, you don't even want to get into that game. Yeah. Anything synthetic. And it's not a given, like it's not always like, Oh, if you do keto for long term, these are going to happen, but it's an issue people have seen. Um, so you must've seen a lot of patients coming in to your practice with that issue. Yeah, I do. A lot of people, you know, have sluggish thyroids or also just come off of the ketogenic diet and they're like, I now can't stop gaining weight. And it's like, oh my God. But also the thing is you do keto and it has to be like a hundred percent. You can't do keto one day and not the other because then you're just really screwing yourself up. Sending your body into like chaos. Yeah. What do I need to, what do I do? How do I process this? Exactly. Because it takes a long time. So I would assume there is some benefit in trying to substitute fat as an energy source. Yeah, definitely. So is there another way 
one can achieve that while still eating carbohydrates? Yeah. Well, intermittent fasting is a good way to do it. Um, a Ooh, lot of men... I don't men, know about that. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan <laughs> of it. So, but intermittent fasting doesn't even have to be like going 24 hours. Even if you just give yourself 12 hours, so you eat dinner at 8, you have breakfast at 8. Yeah. It sounds so simple, but there's so many people that are late night eaters and then they wake up, they get their bagel and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in terms of you know following a more low carb, high fat diet, there's so many easy ways to do it where you basically just eat once again in moderation. Yeah. So maybe you just have half a cup of carbs but a little bit more fat at your meal which could come from healthier sources like avocado, nuts, um, olive oils, things like that, instead of just a ton of butter with a high fat protein and, you know, a low carb vegetable. Yeah. Maybe we can like list those stuff as she's saying that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. So that's, that's keto. Yeah. So guys, it's full of crap. Don't do it. Eat balanced. (laughs) (laughs) Carbs are not going to kill you is the main takeaway. the next diet we're going to discuss yes. now, Whole30. I absolutely hate the Whole30. I so when I, I used to, when I was at Greatest, yeah. the health and wellness media company, like Whole30 was like the thing. Everyone was doing it. It still like, is, yeah. It was crazy. Like our readers were going crazy for Whole30. Mm-hmm. Any kind of Whole30 recipe we'd part would like be it's, a hit straight away. Yeah. Now, I hate the Whole30. <laughs> and the reason why, this is going to be a show, what Philip hates. Uh, it's 30 days long. Yeah. And you're supposed to like reset your body in 30 days. So the days. biggest question is what happens after 30 days? What happens? What happens on day 31? Um, from my experience, I personally have not done the whole 30 because why, I don't want to be that restrictive yeah. with myself. Like I enjoy going out on a Friday night, getting a glass of wine and like having a nice dinner. And the thought of like being so restrictive on a like weeknight when you just want to relax is daunting to me. So I don't want to put myself through the torture of the whole 30. But from my experience, what I've seen with my patients is that one, I don't think any of them have ever actually followed it 100% for 30 days. Mm -hmm. But the people that have tried it on day 31 binge on like Uh, cake and cookies, ice cream, like they're like, I just did it, I should treat myself, and I'm just like, that is defeating the purpose of it. Yeah, I mean, whole thing, like, if you think about any diet, again, mm-hmm. going back to the diets, it's for a short period of time. It is, yeah. It's not going to, like, change your life. It's not a sustainable life change. If you want to detox your body, drink water. <laughs> yeah, eat some vegetables. Yeah. I mean, like, so, like, I'm just looking at, like, how to, the okay. aim yeah. of the whole 30, let's, and it's too. Let's get into it. So the whole 30, is to reset your body, identify food groups that disagree mm-hmm. with it, and treat it with um, medical conditions. So weight loss is almost always never uh, an outcome. Right. It's like an added bonus if you manage to lose weight during right. the whole thing. Which most people do because they're like, I don't know what to eat. Yeah. So you go through this 30-day period of literally starving yourself. You like cut everything out. You cut out uh, grains, uh, you know, wheat. Legumes, yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, you've cut everything out and then you eat something on day 31. It's like, oh, if this affects your body now, then chances are you shouldn't eat this anymore. Yeah. Like who, like, who came up with this? Um, 
really mean people <laughs> came up with it. People who want to torture other people. I mean, it's it's done so well. Like the way they've branded it, and it's like huge. It's exploded. People they've got like whole thirty it. books, whole yeah. thirty recipes, whole thirty. It, there's like, whole thirty like approvals on like bars that yeah it's like stamp of approval you yeah. can eat this for whole 30 which is obviously some Insane. kind of like, like that defeats the purpose yeah it's like if yeah. you're having a bar like something that's wrapped up or like a cereal that says whole 30 approved that defeats the purpose so why would someone decide to do this diet because people keep being like oh i need to detox my body or they do think that it is going to cause weight loss things like that they want to challenge themselves but once again it's not a sustainable life lifestyle um sustainability is key yeah so something i kind of want to get into are some of the foods that they do eliminate that i so highly disagree with Mm. um and that is legumes um and dairy as well so When it comes to them saying let's eliminate legumes, their reasoning behind it is because that these types of foods like beans, some nuts, um, like chickpeas, things like that, have these chemicals called phytates in them. So what they say, yes. So what they say is that these phytates um, actually block the absorption of certain nutrients, um, which can be harmful to our body. But not like harmful in the way sugar is harmful yeah. to our body or <laughs> in the way like other chemicals are harmful to our body. So I hate that they push that. Um, but also if we're looking into it, like everyone's a bo- everyone's body does absorb things differently. Yeah, you can't course. just say, hey, if you eat this, you're not going to absorb what you're eating. But also little do they know. Kale has just as many phytates, if not more, than beans and legumes. Like, you can't just say, cut this out, because this could happen. (laughs) And if you prepare... It could happen. Yeah, if you sprout... Like, have you ever heard of sprouting your beans or sprouted no. like almonds I mean I have like, that. like when I have my Ezekiel bread I always buy the yeah it's sprouted grains yeah <laughs> so when you sprout your grains <laughs> that's funny when you sprout your <laughs> grains um what it does is it actually does reduce the amounts of phytates so that you can absorb it better so what the whole 30 should do is like here's how to make your food healthy like here's how to make your healthy food healthier right you know, it doesn't have to be like reduce these because this could happen, yeah. which frustrates me. And then another point is like they're also eliminating, so they're eliminating a ton of carbs. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's all similar. Carbs. Don't take out all yeah. carbs, like rye, wheat, whole exactly. Grain, everything. And you're also eliminating dairy, which I know a lot of people eliminate dairy, and I totally understand because of a lot of the hormones that are in it and like just the way they process it now is terrible but fermented dairy products like certain raw cheeses and milks and especially yogurts with a lot of the pre and probiotics in them yeah those are have science is showing now that those are so beneficial to keeping your weight stable Hmm. as well as um improving your gut flora which microbiome is now also like... You're a, just throwing out all these sounds right Sorry, now. is it too much? No, 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 it's okay. good, keep going, keep going. No, but like it really helps with your gut health, yeah. which 
is linked with obesity, whether it's increasing or decreasing. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should do a dairy segment. You know? Yeah, we That'll could be, totally we do a dairy do segment. Um, and it's also, you know, gut health is also linked to like reducing allergies and inflammation and things like that. So it's like they're eliminating all of these foods that have benefits to yeah. us. And it's just like... But one thing I would say is that I don't feel like many guys do Whole30. I, I, the only guys yeah. I've met that have done Whole30 were like, oh, I'm doing it with my girlfriend. Right. Like, I'm doing right. it with my, my, my wife is, is making me... girly thing. It's very, very feminine. And maybe that was intentional. But yeah. But like just the brand itself is very, very feminine. So Whole30. So like, instead of doing the Whole30, would you then... Would you recommend like the Whole30 if it was like longer? Or just not at all? Just the diet? I just wouldn't recommend it at all. I would say if you're goal is to lose weight from it then figure out a different diet where it keeps all of these harmful foods in moderation harmful meaning like sugar and other addictive foods that you may have um if you feel like you have food allergies work with a professional to figure out what your food allergies are instead of being like i'm gonna go on the whole 30 and see for myself um (laughs) i work a lot with people like go to a dietitian go to me (laughs) and work with a true professional on that um but yeah you know you don't have to be that restrictive i it's just so not necessary i don't think yeah it's not necessary and i think you know that with every diet i always try and see like the the pros of it and it's great that someone's gonna take into consideration for like 30 days straight yeah. everything they eat there's yeah. something good in that don't get me wrong if you're so. thinking about what you're gonna be eating for the next 30 days then you're gonna be really intentional about the recipes and you're gonna cook your food and you're gonna do this you're gonna do that that's right. great but i just don't think restricting yourself ever for 30 especially for 30 yeah. days it's like you're just starving yourself like what do you time. think is gonna happen like i, I don't know i don't yeah. know anyone who's been like yeah the whole 30 has changed my life it doesn't know i've never anything. heard anyone say that so there you go don't do whole 30 <laughs> and then the final pet peeve gluten-free gluten so we've seen a lot of gluten-free yes. everything over the last i don't know three five years it's, yeah. it's like emerged out of nowhere like gluten-free this gluten-free that but what most people don't know is that you only need to be gluten free if you are uh, if you have celiac disease. Yes. Is that correct? If you have celiac disease or there are people that are intolerant to gluten, but you have to go through testing. Like you yeah. can't just be like, "Oh, I felt bloated after that, <laughs> so I must be like And like the thing about gluten, the thing that makes me laugh so much about like gluten-free diets or these gluten-free mm-hmm. like enthusiasts is that every gluten-free product is just pumped with so much sugar. Wait, did, did you read my mind? Because I actually <laughs> took pictures of the ingredients in gluten-free pretzels versus non-gluten-free pretzels. And like the sugar must be insane. But not even just that, the ingredients. Like in the gluten-free pretzels, there's cornstarch, potato starch, tapioca starch, palm oil, Jeez. cellulose gum, like all of this crap that That's I don't even, even I can't even pronounce it <laughs> and the the ingredients in the gluten yeah. um, pretzels is just enriched flour water salt and dextrose and a little bit of canola you know there's oil. something wrong when a dietitian cannot pronounce an ingredient yeah if the dietitian can't pronounce it chances are you shouldn't eat it right so like <laughs> your gluten free pretzels have more crappy ingredients than your regular pretzels but because it's gluten-free it's healthy it's healthy no 
Um, no. So again, why would someone explain? So why would someone want to be gluten free? Okay. So actually, let's back up a second and just go over what gluten is. Yeah, let's do that actually. Because some people don't even know. So gluten is actually the protein in wheat that kind of is the glue that gives it a structure and holds it all together. Yeah. Which might be why if you're making gluten-free pasta, you find it kind of falls apart easier. It doesn't mm. have the same texture. It's because that gluten isn't there to like really paste it all together. So some people are celiac and have allergic reactions to gluten. However, that is 0.7 to 1% of wow. our population. Wow. So very, very few people have gluten allergies. And it's not always like stomach issues that they get. Like they could get anemia from it. They could feel really tired. Yeah, you can get like diarrhea, nausea. Yeah, so it's, it's like, like the symptoms are totally different from, oh, I just feel bloated after I have a piece <laughs> of bread. Yeah. So I think everyone feels bloated after bread. <laughs> yeah, because it's junk. So... <laughs> Everyone kind of got on board with like going gluten free and things like that. But if you're not allergic to it or intolerant to it, you don't need to go gluten free. Yeah. Um, like we were saying, the ingredients in gluten free foods are crappier. They're not even food. Yeah. It's not even food. Yeah. And I just think like gluten free, as with most things when it comes to diets, it's the media who perpetuate this narrative that you need to be gluten free right. and gluten free is better for you and you're going to feel lighter and this and that and your stomach's going to come down. It's like, no. And so it's also not a weight loss diet, but people lose weight from it. So I had this guy come in actually just two weeks ago and he was like telling me how he started gluten free and he's lost like five pounds. And I was like, why'd you go gluten-free? And he was like, oh, I just felt like I should. And I was like, okay. So then I was like, okay, so what were you eating? What did you cut out to like go gluten-free? He was like, I stopped having bagels for breakfast. Mm. And it's like, no crap. If you cut out bagels for breakfast, you'll lose five pounds. So it's not even like a weight loss diet. It's just people suddenly think like, oh, I should cut out the breads or the bagels or pastas and stuff like that which is what i tell everyone you don't need to go gluten-free to make healthier carb choices yeah why do you why have you like what have you seen like in your experience as being a dietitian the reason why people decide to like cut something out like where does that come from like where do we all get that you know that feeling well, that we need to cut this thing out or this this one yeah. thing is what's stopping me from having the body i want because okay so there's a few things i think one is that people like to put the blame on everything else but themselves mm. if you're gaining weight and you don't have any other kind of medical conditions it's because you're overeating it's because you're making poor food choices right. so nobody wants to admit that instead they want to say oh this this slice of bread has gluten in it and that's what's making me fat. <laughs> yeah. Like they're trying to blame the products instead of maybe I shouldn't have bread and instead I should have a sweet potato mm. or like some fruit. So I think that's where a lot of it comes from is like people are like, oh, this carb is making me fat. So I have to cut that out when in reality, if they reduce their rice from two cups to one, they'll lose weight they'll without lose having weight. to completely cut it. Um, and also, it's just easier for people to say, like, oh, I just need to cut this out and I'll lose weight. 
Yeah. So for people who don't have celiac disease and they go gluten-free, what actually happens internally? What's actually going on in their body? I don't know. Like, really nothing. <laughs> no. It's Well, it's, it's broad to say because it's like you could, you know, what are they still eating? Like, are they going gluten-free and only eating gluten-free bread and pretzels and stuff like that? Or are they going gluten-free and having you know, starchy vegetables and stuff like that mm. in place. So it's so hard to to tell. People just don't even know how to go about it. So I feel like, you know, we've just been talking about a lot of doom and gloom <laughs> for the last, you know, 10 minutes or so. Yeah. This show is not going to be about, like, just, no, you know, it's doom to, and gloom and, like, like everyone's stupid for these diets. It's supposed to really inform you. Yeah. So you. So what know, can people do? So we've we've like yeah. broken down these three diets right now, right? Right. Keto, keto diet, whole mm-hmm. thirty, gluten free. We've decided that most people don't need to go and either any of these. Right. And they're garbage. Um, right. So what? Like, what's the alternative here? Like, what do we say so, to that dude? What, like we said in the beginning, the the theme here is fad diets we're not necessarily bonking down these diets we're bonking down the fact that they're not sustainable life changes so the best thing to always do is figure out what can i do to make healthy choices in my life that i can make for the rest of my life so like i always tell my patients you don't have to stop eating cookies but maybe just stop eating five cookies a day instead make it one cookie a day or one cookie a week that you always look forward to you know you don't always have to just cut things out you just have to keep it all within a reasonable amount so that you're not always overdoing things you don't always want to overdo gluten or overdo your fats or things like that and you just have to be truthful with yourself if you're having a lot of sugar in your diet you don't have to detox and go on the whole 30 challenge you just just need to reduce reduce some of what you're having maybe have one less candy bar a day like it's it doesn't have to be this crazy diet change to lose weight or be healthier yeah and like i think one even the clients that i've like trained in the past and the people i kind of advise on nutrition and whatnot i always tell them everything in moderation right mm-hmm. but people don't know what moderation is yes <laughs> that's like the biggest issue you can tell someone like everything in moderation you give them that you give them all the knowledge and they'll be like okay right. everything in moderation three beers instead of five <laughs> so i give my i give my patients um guidelines for that like to me everyone follows moderation differently yeah i keep my moderation to like i was saying my friday nights where it's like i just finished a full work week i'm gonna go out to dinner i'm gonna have maybe a glass or two of wine and just like relax for some people their moderation is they need that small piece of chocolate every day after dinner um some people it's every other day so moderation is different for everyone but i think you need to figure out what works for yourself whether it's that one small thing to look forward to a day or a week or a month um but you just need to figure out a way to just not completely indulge and like overdo what you're what you're currently doing doing. yeah no i totally agree so moderation is hard it's hard to to explain but that's why i try to give people different examples um of moderation and another thing is that in america we've maybe in other places too but we we tend to treat ourselves with food Hmm. so that we do that in england too yeah so that's another (laughs) way that moderation gets tricky is 
people are like, well, I did really good at work today. I want to treat myself to a candy bar mm-hmm. and this and that. When it's like you need to figure out other ways to treat yourself and make yourself happy as well. And that also really helps with keeping things within moderation. Because instead of going to food, maybe you can buy yourself a shirt for doing a good job at work this week. Or you can, I don't know, like do something else that makes you feel good. Yeah. Like let yourself relax for 30 minutes at the end of the day and like watch your favorite comedy show or something. Yeah, because I guess that's where that whole like cheat day and cheat meal yeah it's like you don't need to have a whole cheat day or cheat meal you just need to make yourself happy and feel good in other ways than food oh so you don't tell people to have cheat days no (laughs) not a whole whole day (laughs) from like the bodybuilding community that crept into yeah oh my gosh yeah i remember when i was uh, when i was competing and uh yeah, we used to have cheat days, and it was just like a day to abuse your body. What would you eat on a cheat oh, day? Oh man, you go have burgers and donuts and milkshakes, and it's just everything oh that gosh. you should not be having all at once. <laughs> I had a stomach ache just thinking. <laughs> it was horrible, but yeah. So I think okay. So all three of these diets, I feel like we we've, we've done a, a fairly decent job explaining what they are. Yeah. What they consist of. Yep. And why one person would do it, and why you shouldn't actually do it. Right. So, you know, if everyone here wants, try these diets out for a week and let us know if you really feel like you could keep up with it for the rest of your life. Um, Like if you see yourself at your 50th birthday saying no to cake because it's too high in carbs or doesn't follow the whole 30 plan. I don't know if our audience are going to be 50. But um, so the keto diet, going back to the keto diet, have you seen like the tribe they have on the internet? It's huge. I'm scared of them. They're almost like vegans. Yeah. They're like, you know, you say the wrong thing, they can come, they'll come after they'll you. They'll cut your throat. <laughs> like but, the, the keto tribe. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want any of them coming after me. But like, <laughs> there are people that can do it well, but you can't do it for too long of a time. Yeah. Even Dave Asprey, who is like the, my, he is like the leader of, of this tribe. keto. He's like, I made you guys bulletproof coffee. Like, they love him. And even he has, like, said that he's gotten some gut issues from following keto for too long. But mm-hmm. he's also a genius and works with a ton of health professionals to help reverse the negative effects. Yeah. Whereas the everyday Joe, who's following the keto diet, might not think to, like, reach out to a health professional yeah. to help them with it. So, you know, you kind of have to, to really make a healthy way of it so i'm not saying it's like the worst diet ever but you have to figure out how to make it so that it's not gonna ruin your life later on or cause any other medical conditions later on yeah and i feel like we could probably do like a whole segment on like gut health um oh we we could do five whole segments (laughs) on gut health but it's something that doesn't really get spoken about a lot especially like in like the male community like it's like oh yeah i'm just trying to eat better for my gut like no one says that ever it's actually becoming a lot more popular um but just like not a lot of i think actually surprisingly enough more women are talking about like gut health and their digestive tracts than men of course but it is starting to come out where men are like i'm starting to get more male patients that admit that they feel bloated or you know that they're having some issues where they're a little backed up and things like that because before it was just like guys would be like oh I fart you know it's like funny but they don't talk about 
their regularities and stuff yeah. like that. So something we could get into. <laughs> we could so get our people, hands messy with that one. <laughs> yeah. So you have people coming to you complaining that they, they fart too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, is that a thing? Yes. But men just fart. That's what men, that's what dudes no, do. No, but you're not supposed to like too much or if they're like too smelly and things like that because you it can shows fart too that. too much? Oh my goodness. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're getting a little off topic here. We are getting off topic. We'll, um, say, we'll, say, we'll say that for another time. But gut health is a big thing. Cool. Well, Michelle, I think you've done a really good job today. Yeah, I think you, you I think you are. Uh, no, I think you've, you know, laid things out really clearly yeah. and really simply. We didn't want to get and too technical and too like no. sciencey because people switch off. I might that. have. But, a um, bit, but I want to like let people know that if they have questions or if they disagree, if they disagree with what we're saying, let us know. Like we want to have a good discussion and you know yeah we want to know we want to hear from you yeah you know uh tell us what you want to hear tell us if you think this was useful if you know if you we think we're talking talk crap <laughs> you know I, there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be like yo that girl doesn't know what she's talking about that's okay <laughs> i have credentials that back it up so <laughs> yeah we know we, we kind of know what we're talking about a little bit but uh yeah no i think no i think we've done a, i think we've done a good job what yeah. do you think what do you think k dot good yeah it's good Good, good for episode one. Yeah, cool. got some feedback for us. So yeah, guys, that's episode one. <laughs> no, we, we, we'll tell them about that next time. Uh, but yeah, that's episode one. I hope you found that useful. Uh, so yeah, my name is Philip Kasumu, the host. This is Michelle Grader. Hi. You can follow us on Instagram. I'm Philip Kasumu. <laughs> I don't have a good Instagram. <laughs> they don't need to. Know, you don't need to have a good Instagram. But just okay, let them I'm know Michelle where they can Faith. find you. Yeah. So yeah, if you have any questions or if there's a topic you want us to like talk about or debunk, we'll be more than happy to do that on the next episode. But yeah, thanks for tuning in and uh, stay away from those diets. <laughs> <laughs>